0: the Mindful Rancher podcast. I'm your host, Christina Williams. This is a podcast where I combine the world of agriculture and the ideas of life coaching. So if you're looking to uplevel your agriculture career or simply want to find a way to enjoy this beautiful industry more, then saddle up. Let's make this happen together. 24. Thanks for joining me today. So today we're going to let things get a little bit messy. Have you ever noticed that when you're in the middle of a mess, like no matter how big or how small the mess is, all you want to do is get out of it. Or if you're ever around people that you evaluate to be a little bit messy, you really want to change them and you really want them to be different. But the truth is, people are messy. I'm messy and likely You're a bit messy too. I often say everyone's a mess. Just everyone's a total mess. So now what? What do we do when everybody's a mess? Do we evaluate the mess? Do we compare messes to see whose mess is worse? Do we be mad at the mess and tell the mess we shouldn't have a mess? Do we try to hide the mess or pretend that we're not a mess at all? Do we point out someone else's mess? Have you ever tried just loving the mess? I don't think loving the mess is a strategy. We try very often. Most of the time we spend our time trying to hide the mess, change the mess, but really what would happen if you learned to love the mess? I find hiding or changing the mess usually doesn't serve us very well. The mess just doesn't stay hidden Or it doesn't change as fast as we would like it to. And we get incredibly tired pretending or trying to keep all the mess under control. And it just becomes so exhausting. But what if we could really love each other and love ourselves through all the messiness of being a human? I really think this is unconditional love. It's like, I'm a mess and I love me. You're a mess and I love you too. Now, it doesn't mean we don't reach for goals or we work on improving ourselves or our lives, but we do it from a place of love and acceptance and wonder instead of from a place of desperation and hate. So we would no longer have to change, but we would be figuring out how to change. We would no longer say that we couldn't stand the way things are, but we would be curious about how we can have them be different. We would no longer hate ourselves or others, but we would get to love ourselves and others. I've often heard the phrase said that love is always an option and love is always the best option. And to be honest, love feels amazing. When we can learn how to feel love more and view the world in a loving way, we get to enjoy that feeling more and it feels amazing. So when we're in different situations, I think a great experiment is to simply stop and ask, how would love approach this situation? How would love do the dishes? How would love feed the barn cats? How would love chase cows? Especially that cow that cut back in the corral or dove into the brush. How would love explain the same thing for the fourth time? I think asking those kind of questions can just expand our minds and ourselves into trying something different, into realizing that we don't have to do things in the same way that we've always done them. I think where we often get ourselves into trouble is that we have an expectation that others shouldn't be a mess and that we shouldn't be a mess. So first we can accept that we're all a bit messy. We do some things wonderful and some things awful. And then at least we have a really good starting point that was reasonable. And then it's often useful to just evaluate. Is whatever you're calling a mess even a problem? So often we make a problem where there isn't even a problem. I've recently been trying to remind myself of this. Simply noticing when I judge something or when I really want to escalate something and reminding myself that maybe it isn't a problem. And since I know I have a tendency to do this, I have sometimes even had to make myself step back And ask the question, is somebody going to die? If the answer is no, then it's not a problem. And I know that's a bit of an extreme thing to take it to. But I think when we're trying to train our brains to simply observe things instead of really, really judge them, sometimes going to this extreme just starts to loosen our set patterns where we're like, oh, I'm going to call everything that's different than how I would do it a problem. And then if we step back and say, hmm, is anyone going to die if we do it this way? The answer is no, probably just fine that it's done that way. So the third thing that we can look at here is to trust that the mess always makes sense. And if we trust that the mess always makes sense, then we can take time to investigate until we figure out how it makes sense. Whatever you're doing or whatever another person is doing will make sense if you understand the thought process behind it. I often see this in so many work situations. So sometimes when someone feels that they can't turn off their work cell phone, they're having to respond instantly to messages and they're starting to feel so much burnout, like it's all becoming too much. They begin getting angry or they begin being apathetic or they just begin really fighting against it. They might be doing it because they feel like they can't lose that job. They're feeling so much desperation because their family needs that paycheck. And that wears on them because they're constantly trying to respond to everything and trying to live up to the standard of perfection about everything that they have to do. And they start to feel all of that resentment. But if we take a step back and we can start to understand why we might be doing that. And if that is the reason that we're doing that, we can love ourselves and understanding that our brain is wanting to keep us safe. It's wanting to keep our family safe. And then we can look at and evaluate the situations about where we might need to be on call for job security, but where there's probably possibilities for us to maintain regular business hours or to actually do something different and to be able to have time off or have downtime, or we're not having this constant need to always respond to everything. Something else I've seen is when people are really hesitant to work on a project, and they'll make comments of like, I might step on my coworker's toes. Now, if we see them working from that mindset, we'll understand why they might be procrastinating, why they might even be hiding some of their work. Or why they're not really wanting to tell people what they're up to or what they might be angry when someone mentions something that they're working on because they have this worry in the back of their mind that they're stepping on toes. But when you start to understand and love yourself of like, oh, I am simply trying to be a good human being and I'm trying to be consciously aware of how other people feel, then... You can have the capacity to maybe have that one-on-one conversation with the coworker to find out if you actually would be stepping on toes or if that's just a made-up problem or if you really just need to move on and work on a different project because they are already working on that thing. And you can share your idea and simply move on. We often see this also with mental health is that you might see that someone is withdrawing or you might see yourself withdrawing from situations. And if we understand the stress that maybe that person is facing, then we begin to understand why their behavior makes sense and we can love them and work to support them of simply sometimes asking them, hey, is there anything I can do for you? Is there anything that you need or a little bit of stress that I can take off your plate? We can also look at ourselves and say, okay, is there something else I can hand off to somebody else? And what conditions in that handoff do I need to make? Do I hand off all responsibility? Do I hand off maybe just the work part of it and then it needs to come into me to be checked? Like there's lots of options, but when we'll take the time to love ourselves and other people through the struggles that they're having, through sometimes the different, what we would typically call bad behaviors, we can begin to understand them and probably provide way more support to them through what they're doing. When we can really learn how to love the mess We'll have the ability to allow others and ourselves to work through whatever reality they're facing at that time and then use that loving ourselves to actually move ourselves forward and create any kind of future that we want. So often we're so busy trying to hide or clean up the mess, we take no time to understand and learn from the mess. But if we will learn to kind of love the mess, then we can learn and grow and expand from it. And in that process, we'll actually find that we're cleaning it up way faster than if we're just simply trying to make it go away. So I want you to remember one of my absolute favorite quotes, and this is what it is. It says, perfect human, total mess. We're all in that together. We are all perfect humans and all a total mess sometimes. It'll be fine. Have a wonderful week. listening my friends if you enjoy this episode please leave me a rating and review wherever you get podcasts and stay tuned for more weekly episodes and coaching offers and opportunities.